Welcome back. You're watching Traders Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, as we speak, the market is having an absolute humdinger session and I wonder how that affects um, the option structure that you have against the top 40 because it is going to expire next week, right? Yeah, next week, Thursday. I think it's the 15th of March is the futures close out for this quarter. So it's uh, just over a week away. And as things stand at the moment, it looks fine for us. Uh, the top 40 chart, this is now the top 40 futures chart is up on the screen here at the moment. What's evident is that there is, uh, you know, I would say this you could argue is like a bull flag or like a channel type of structure that is evident over the last few weeks. Today it's actually breaking above the upper boundary of that structure or that pattern. So it suggests we could still go a little bit higher. But in terms of where we are with the option structure, it's still fine. We, we need the market to be somewhere between 54,000 and 50,000 at the expiry. And where we are now is pretty much in the middle of that area. So it's looking good for the time being. But like I said last week on the show, you know, th things can change very, very quickly in this market. I mean, last week on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was starting to get a little bit nervous because the market was looking as if it might be starting mm. to break down and go and even potentially retest the February lows. Now, that hasn't happened. It's perked back up again. But it's, it, it just goes to show you that we can have these fairly big swings. I mean, uh, today I see the market is up well over a thousand points again. Uh, and, and, and last week we sat there where the market was really looking rather weak. So it, things can change very, very yeah. quickly. And I must say, I'll be quite pleased once this expiry is <laughs> out and behind us because it has been a very volatile quarter. And it has, caught me, uh, it has caused me a little bit of stress yeah. and sleepless nights, actually. The irony, of course, is that it's not supposed to do that. In fact, it's supposed to do the opposite, give you a bit of a blanket of security to trade as you wish. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right. Uh, but look, we took this with the view that the market would come off. And remember, we put the structure on it in late January. Mm. Um, at that stage, thinking that the market was a little stretched, it could come off a little bit and maybe that's why I put the structure in place, which would give us participation in sort of up to a 9% correction in the market. As it turns out, it went down to about 12 or 13% off yeah. the highs into that February low, which, which was a little bit painful at one stage. But as we sit now, it's okay. It's in the middle of that band. So... As long as it doesn't move around too much more from here on uh, over the next week, we should be fine on the structure. But as you say, it's pretty choppy out there. I don't know if you've got more top 40 charts that you want to no, have a quick look at. No, just, okay. just wanted to look at that and show you where we're at and, and know that we've got what is essentially, what, about seven trading days left until the futures close out. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, so, uh, so that's the one open position that you have. The other is um, a trade in Kumba and... Uh, interestingly enough, today, the banks and uh, the resources stocks are all rallying, which is quite curious to see both you know, rallying hard in, in a block. Mm. Um, how is the Kumba shorts working out? Uh, because it's, it's, it hasn't done exactly what you wanted, mm. and, and I, I wonder if you're a bit nervous about what's happening today. Yeah, it is up today, and this, this chart doesn't actually reflect that because it only shows up to yesterday's closing price. Um, just to revisit the short, why we did it was that I, I saw this head and shoulders structure on the Kumba chart over there. It had broken the uptrend that had been in place for the last number of months. And it just looked as if it was starting to sort of roll over and possibly consolidate and pull back a bit. The fact that the trading action was now stuck underneath the 50-day moving average and that 50-day moving average seems to be rolling over suggests to me that the, the general momentum is just weakening and softening a little bit. And I still think that is the case. Mm. Now, the trade that we did uh, two weeks ago was we went short of 80 CFDs at 342 Rand. That was when it pushed up against the underside of the 50-day moving average then, then reversed down again. That was when we put the short on. And my stop loss is 370, which is quite a way above, or a little bit yeah. above that 50 day moving average. Now I said I was looking for a move down to 300 Rand. It hasn't gone as low as 300. In fact, 
there's lateral support here at 320 and it seems to be bouncing off that and it sort of appears as if it's now range bound between 320 up to about 360 that sort of area and it's bouncing up and down within that range overall to me the the momentum here does still look as if it is is rolling over but you know, i could be wrong and if it starts to push out above our stop loss above 370 rand then i would have to concede that i'm wrong and i'd mm. execute a stop loss on that trade uh, ideally i would prefer to have seen it uh, do what we wanted sooner but I in this business sometimes you do need to be a bit patient yeah. just do note that Kumba is going ex-dividend of 15 rand per share tomorrow being being Wednesday and typically what happens when a share goes ex-dividend is it falls usually by around about the amount of the dividend and that can vary a little bit it can be slightly less than the dividend or it can be slightly more than the dividend we don't know and we'll monitor that but just keep in mind that when you see the share price down tomorrow morning being Wednesday, um, that's because of the dividend. And it might look all great for our position because you think, oh, well, it's down. That's great if you're short. But just remember that when you are short, if a stock that you're short of pays a dividend, you actually owe that dividend to your script lender. Okay. So it's not as if you just suddenly get this windfall and bonus when you're short. You, you, you don't get that benefit if, you, if you're short because you have to pay away the dividend. Yeah. So what it will mean is that I'll need to then adjust the parameters on this trade. I'll need to adjust that stop loss down accordingly. Um, and also, um, it'll, it'll take us closer to the target. But theoretically and strictly speaking, I should actually take the target down as well yeah. in order to adjust for the dividend. So it, it would only um, be great, if, uh, good for you as a short holder of the stock if it fell by more than the dividend is paid out. Yes, right? that's right. Okay. Exactly. Now, I want to show you an example of something similar here that happened recently. And this is Exaro. So it's actually a very obviously closely linked and closely related stock to Kumba. Um, Exaro paid a special dividend of 12 Rand 55 last week and you can see it went ex-dividend. Now that big gap to the downside on the chart there reflects the dividend. Now in this case the share price did fall by more than the dividend. Uh, it was a 12 Rand 55 dividend. The bef before that when it was still cum dividend uh, the share was trading at around about 150 Rand give or take and it fell be below 135 quite quickly and in fact it fell as low as 125. Mm. So you can see that in this case after the stock had gone ex-dividend it actually continu continued to fall a little bit further and it actually lost more than the dividend over those period of, of, a, of a couple of days. So had you been short in this situation you would have benefited because the share price fell by more than the dividend. Now if we go back to our Kumba uh, share price graph over here there it is again. Um, what, what we would need to see in order to really benefit from that is also, again, if the share price falls by more than the 15 Rand per share dividend, that will play into our hands. On the other hand, if it falls by less than the 15 Rand per share dividend, that'll work against us. Yes. So just do keep that in mind. What, what I guess I would ideally want to see, uh, because we are short, is that the ex-dividend takes the price down, down underneath the support level of 320 and possibly it sells off a little bit further down towards the round figure of 300 and, and never know, maybe even at some stage down towards the 200 day moving average, but that's much lower, that's down at uh, around about 270 Rand a share. In that scenario that would work for us. Okay. So 
So, so you maintain your short position, you're not going to close it out? No, not at the moment. It's, it's still valid, and the, the setup that I see is still valid for the time being. But obviously, I will be watching that stop loss very carefully, and I will adjust the stop loss yep. parameters once the stock goes ex-dividend. Okay, understood. Mm. Garth, then last week, you flagged two stocks to watch, uh, and one of them was Woolworths, yep. and you have actually entered a trade now into, the, into um, a position, a long position. Yes, that's right. We flagged it. We also flagged Coronation, which was the other stock that we flagged last week, and that one, in fact, has also done nicely. Um, but the one that we've picked on this week to trade is Woolworths. And we gave the viewers the, the heads up last week saying, watch out for the support level uh, because it's, it's looking interesting and any weakness in the share price of Woolworths would potentially line up a buying opportunity. Now, from a technical standpoint, there you can see what the chart structure looks like. You, you've got this flat overhead resistance at 68 Rand per share. And then you've got a rising uptrend at the lower ends here from November. And each time the price has pulled back towards that upward trend, it seems to have found buying interest at a higher level each time it's pulled back. Also notice that the buyers have come in at around about the 50-day moving average, which is that red moving average over there. Now, last week on the show, I said keep an eye out for that support around about where the uptrend comes in. And I said it was sort of 63 or 64 Rand per share. If we start to see some buying evidence at that sort of area and a reversal up from there, that would line up a buying opportunity and we'd possibly look to act on that. Mm. So as it's worked out Friday and Monday, we have actually seen two consecutive reversals back to back off of that uptrend support, which implies that the buyers are active at the lower levels and they do seem to be acknowledging that support area that I'd identified, which is good news. Um, also, when you see a setup like this, where you've got flat tops, uh, combined with a series of rising bottoms. From a trading dynamic perspective, what that's telling you is that the buyers are active at the lower levels and each time the price pulls back, the buyers step in at a higher price and buy the stock and push it up. And if you have to say to yourself, out of the two forces, buyers and sellers, which are the stronger force uh, on that setup? You have to say that it's the buyers that are the stronger force because they are coming in at a higher level each time the price pushes lower and snapping that stock up and pushing it back up. So when you get a, an eventual resolution out of this pattern, as it narrows into this sort of apex of this triangular type structure here, you'd place a higher likelihood on an upside breakout, just based on that dynamic between buyers and sellers and yeah. given the fact that the buyers are the stronger force. So given all of that, uh, what I've done is I've gone long this week at 64 Rand 20, following those reversals that I've discussed. Um, we're gonna use a stop loss below 62.50 here. And initially, I would look for a move up to the, that overhead resistance at 68. But like I said, I think there's a great probability that we will see a push out above that 68 Rand resistance. And that'll be quite a bullish break. You know, that'll put the stock at a, 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 probably a nine-month high. And I think on that basis, you could quite conceivably see it pushing up towards the upper boundary of this channel, which comes at around about 75 Rand per share. I mean, could you pinpoint any catalyst that you think would force a break above that 68 Rand level? Not, not specifically any, any individual catalyst that I can think of right now, uh, but just remember that there seems to be an appetite for South Africa Inc. Uh, so all of our retail shares, our banking shares, seem to be well bid at the lower levels. There's an appetite coming back for all of that because of the renewed optimism in the country. We saw the economic growth figures today coming yeah. out better than what was expected. And, and I think a lot of people are expecting that we will see better economic growth in this year as well. So all of that to me suggests that th this appetite for South Africa Inc. stocks probably should remain. And based on that, and based on the fact that, remember, a lot of foreigners have been relatively underweight, the domestic sectors of our market, 
I think all of that could very well conspire to ultimately create a breakout to the upside here for Woolworths. Yeah, well, certainly it would be long overdue. Yeah. Um, Goss, so take us through the mechanics of that trade in greater detail. All right, so I've gone long at 64 Rand 20. The stop loss is 62.50. What that means is that my risk per share is 1 Rand 70 between my entry and my stop loss. The risk that I'm assuming here is 1.5% of our capital. Now remember we've got 150,000 Rand in our South Africa local portfolio. 1.5% of that is 2,250 Rand and that's what I'm willing to lose to find out whether I'm right or not on my analysis here. So as we always do, we take that capital risk of 2,250 Rand and we divide it by the 1 Rand 70 risk per share and that gives us our position size. It comes out at 1,323 shares, so rounding that off, I'll, I'll trade 1,320 CFDs for our portfolio. The targets, as I said, are 68 Rand initially and then potentially 75 Rand at the upper end. That means that the risk to reward ratio, depending on which of the targets you want to employ, uh, either 1 to 2.2 in the case of the first target, or in the case of the higher target, our risk to reward ratio, there would be 1 to 6. Yeah, Obviously, a, a, a 1 to 6 risk reward ratio would be fantastic. That's you know, more than double what I generally look for on, on, on trade setups. So we'll give it a chance to work. Let's see what happens. But overall, I think that is a, is, is a good technical setup on Woolworths. And I suppose that's, uh, that uh, the, the, you know, the latter um, risk to reward ratio or the target of 75 Rand also looks so good because um, you've kind of preempted the breakout, right? Uh, because sometimes you can enter a trade in anticipation of a breakout and sometimes you enter a long position once the stock has broken out. Well, that's right. So here I've gone in, in anticipation that we will eventually see that break to the upside. I suppose that's a more aggressive way to trade, but doing that does enable you to get a better risk to reward ratio than if you actually wait for the breakout before you initiate yeah. the trade. Very quickly, Garth, what do the portfolios look like? Then? Right, so our South African portfolio is looking good. We're at close to 165,000 Rand, nearly up 10% for the year to date, and you can see the open trades that we have over there. And then secondly, our international portfolio, not much different from last week, it's up 3.85% for the year to date, and we're still sitting long of that uh, Treasury ETF that we discussed on last week's show. Great. Garth, we have to leave it there. Thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is, of course, founder and editor of Traders Corner.